listening to the Sandoval Bench Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Sandoval. Thanks for joining me for this week. Uh, we've got a lot to get into. Uh, NBA bubble success. I want to talk about MLB season and uh, their failures to handle COVID. They have some outbreaks, uh, so the season could potentially get canceled. I want to go over some Emmy nominations and snubs. Um, talk about yesterday, uh, Blazers and Clippers game and... Um, the juicy beef between Paul George and Damian Lillard. Uh, college football players are opting now for the season. Uh, Big 12 sports outlook. Uh, they might end up canceling fall sports. I uh, want to get into the UConn. Uh, they canceled their football season. And then what else do we have? Uh, Pac-12 players are talking about opting out. And they're meeting with Pac-12 officials about a possible 50-50 revenue split, so we'll talk about that as well. Um, wanna, oh, and then Washington Redskins, there was an update on that, so we'll get into that as well. I uh, wanted to start with NBA bubble. Um, NBA season has been going pretty well. They've been getting tested every couple days or so, um, so there hasn't been any positive tests, so they've been handling it pretty well because um, they haven't had any, or so they're not supposed to have any outside people go in going into the bubble, um, so, you know, it's just employees and stuff contacting people outside when they go home and everything like that, um, but the first week, you know, there was a lot of complaints with the food and stuff like that, so then they brought in some chefs, some NBA chefs who were, I think they were, they're chefs like overseas or something, uh, but they cook off-site and then they bring the food in to players in the, in the bubble, is what I believe, and then, you know, they can order food and things like that. Um, but at first, you know, it seems like it was all, it was all fun and games. It was like an AAU tournament. Everyone was, you know, being buddy, buddy with players from the other team. Uh, but you know, there's been some spice here and there in some games. You had Aaron Gordon and, um, Kyle Lowry. They had some, they had some words with each other during the last game. And then, uh, Kyle Lowry's telling him his room number after Aaron Gordon Reportedly called him a bitch a couple times during the game. So, you know, there's, there's juicy stuff. And I think they're staying at the same hotel. So they're going to have to run into each other. So there's going to be, there's definitely going to be some drama after, once the playoffs start and people start getting serious, there's going to be uh, players from other teams not talking to each other. And, you know, they're not going to be as friendly as they were before. Uh, but, you know, basketball has been, um, the play has been up and down. You know, they're trying to shake off some rust after they had like three months or so off. Um, some players didn't even touch a ball the entire time, which is you know hard to believe. They're they're NBA athletes and they don't have a they don't have a hoop at home. Like come on. Um, so yeah, they've been a little rusty here and there, but you know some players have been really good. Like T.J. Warren is just a completely different player for the the Pacers. He's had a couple fifty point games and he's just looked completely different. Um, Damian Lillard has been playing well in the bubble. Um, LeBron's been kind of hit and miss. You know he has his shot hasn't been there, but. You know, he's been giving some effort on defense. Um, you know, when they, they beat the Clippers the other day, uh, LeBron guarded both Paul George and Kawhi Leonard on the final possessions. So, you know, his defense has been good. But Anthony Davis has been leading that team most of the time offensively, um, except I forget who they played. There was a dud, though. He didn't. He wasn't playing pretty that well. Uh, but he, he's had some, some other great games there. So, you know, for the Lakers to go to the finals, it has to be... Anthony Davis leading the way and LeBron doing everything else, you know, facilitating playing defense and, and you know, driving to the lane and getting to the basket. But uh, his shot hasn't been there, so we'll see, you know, as things progress to see if he gets that back. Um, 
you know, Kawhi Leonard's been sitting out here and there, getting some rest. As I think they they clinched the second seed because the Lakers clinched the first seed. Um, and then yesterday you had uh, the Mavericks beating the Bucks. I think the Bucks they they clinched the first seed in the East. And then uh, the Phoenix Suns they've been they're five and zero in the bubble. They're still in that tenth spot, but they're a half game out of of playing that that play in playing tournament for the eight and nine seed right now it would be memphis and the blazers because um, if you if you're four games out of the eighth spot it's like eight and nine they play a little um a little tourney tournament there like i think they play a, like a little a three game series or something and then that determines who's the eighth seed and then they'll play the lakers who clinched the first seed so um so portland was my my sleeper um i think they're they're finally healthy because you know they were good last year when during the first season part of the season, uh, but they had a lot of injuries so they you know they felt like tenth place so they're battling for that eighth spot but now they have Nurk back and then you know Carmelo Anthony his resurgence and um, Gary Trent Jr. Um, so they're definitely a dangerous team uh, but they did lose yesterday to to the Clippers in the in the final minutes of the game. Clippers didn't have Kawhi Leonard playing, and then they also didn't have Paul George playing for the for that end of the stretch. So they had um, their third stringers playing, and then Damian Lillard missed two free throws at the end, which would have given Portland the lead with like 18 seconds left. And then uh, he had a chance to make a game-winning three at the end, and then he missed it. And then there was some drama there. Patrick Beverly yelling out Dame time, and then... Um, you know, Paul George saying some stuff post-game. Um, so then, you know, Damian Lillard was asked about it, and he said, you know, it just shows the respect that they have for me because they expect me to do that. I sent Patrick Beverly home my second year in the league when he was with Houston, and then we all know what happened last year in the playoffs when uh, the Blazers played the Thunder. He hit that shot over Paul George, sent them home, and then actually just single-handedly destroyed that team because then Russell Westbrook gets traded to Houston. Paul George requested a trade to... Uh, the Clippers, so he just, he basically ruined both those teams, so, um, yeah, so he responded with that, and then, um, uh, there was an Instagram post by Bleacher Report, and, um, Patrick Beverly responded saying, like, oh, one, two, three, Cancun, like, you know, what TNT says when, uh, teams lose and they don't go to the playoffs, and then, um, yeah, Paul George responded with, like, oh, yeah, I respect you so much, you guys are getting sent home this year now, but the Blazers still have a chance to get into the playoffs. They're they're sitting at number nine right now. Uh, the Grizzlies have that eighth spot, but uh, Jaron Junior Jackson, uh, Jaron Jackson Junior, <laughs> he got injured. He uh, he's out for the rest of the season. Um, so they do have some injuries, but and they've been struggling in the bubble. They finally got a win yesterday or the other day, um, but overall they've been struggling. They haven't been able to um, to play how they were playing before. Um, so I think the Blazers will end up getting that eighth spot, but watch out for Phoenix. Phoenix is on a run now, um, and they're playing really well. Devin Booker's been playing lights out pretty much, um, but you know the Pelicans have. Uh, this was like a they were. This was the NBA trying to get Zion Williamson in the bubble um, and to make the playoffs and play against LeBron the in the first round, but they've only been playing him like 15 to 25 minutes. But in the minutes that he's looked that he's played, he's looked really good. Um, I think there's an there's an issue with his weight. He he seemed to you know when he first came in the bubble, he was like he was ripped, he was ready to go, and then there was like a family emergency, so he had to leave the campus, and then he was um, 
He had only practiced with the team one time before their first game. Um, and then he looked like he just looked like he blew up. He looked like he gained like 20 pounds. So I don't know if it's a conditioning issue. Um, but Alvin Gentry, the coach for the Pelicans, said that um, the trainers and staff and stuff said that he could only play a certain amount of time. So it's like, I don't know what they're trying to do. You know, they're they're just, like, he's not made of glass. You know, this guy's a beast. You know, just put him in there. Let him play. If he's healthy, he's healthy. If, you know, if he's not in shape, then that's like, that's your guys' job to get him in shape. Make sure that he's in plain shape all the time, right? And, and you know, the best way to get someone in shape who's not in shape is just go let him play. You know, go let him run around, get tired, and then pull him out if he's tired, and then put him back in. But, you know, they're not even, they're not even playing him all the way. And Brandon Ingram's have been playing well, but then they just kind of fell off. So I don't think they're making the playoffs. Uh, but, yeah, going back to... Damian Lillard and uh, and Paul George. Then uh, Damian Lillard responded and said, "You know, keep switching teams and be, keep running away from the grind and basically calling him a team hopper." And then, which uh, Paul George responded and said that he, you know, his first team he had a better run with uh, Indianapolis, the um, the Pacers, than than Damian Lillard has had with the Blazers, which. They both have have only gone to the conference finals, and they both made multiple um, All Star games. So I don't know what he's really alluding to there. He's, I mean, they had the same. They've gone like the same distance. Neither of them have gone to the finals or have won an MVP. So I, I think it's pretty much a wash right there. They're both, they're both, the, they have gone the same distance. So I don't think Paul George has a point there. Um, and then Damian Lillard's sister responded too. And then said that he's stupid because uh, he he married he got a stripper pregnant and then married her, <laughs> and then uh, Paul George's wife uh, called her a cow. So there's definitely some some drama there, and now families involved into it. But unfortunately, these two teams don't play each other again. What would have to happen for them to play in the conference finals is uh, Blazers would have to beat the Grizzlies in this little play-in tournament thing, and then they get the eight seed. And then they'd have to upset the Lakers in the first round, which some people are picking. And then they'd have to, you know, go all the way to the conference finals and play the Clippers, which I'm really hoping for because I, I, this is what I love the NBA for. They have all this drama, all this juicy stuff. And then they have to stay at the same hotels too. So it's just, it's going to get better. There's probably going to be some some fights here and there at the hotels that, that we're not going to hear about or maybe we will. Um, so it's a lot of drama and NBA has done a really good job of getting back to what um, everyone likes about it. And, um, you know, the basketball will improve, but it's all the extra storylines and stuff that uh, that makes NBA great. Uh, MLB, on the other hand, you know, they haven't been handling it well. Um, it was, there was a first, first there was a, the outbreak with the Miami Marlins, who've been playing pretty well, actually. They, I think they only, they're like 10-3 and three or something. They have like two or three losses, um, which is crazy for this season since it's only 60 games. You know, if if you're a team that gets hot and you get into the playoffs with the expanded playoffs, you know, anyone can win this pretty much, you know, since it's just like a kind of a throwaway year with the 60 games and everything. Anyway, the the Marlins, they apparently they went out and then they they got sick and they went back to their team and they got there was an outbreak and they were playing the Phillies and then there was an outbreak with the Phillies. And then so those games got canceled or postponed. And then I believe it was the. Brewers and the Cardinals also had had some issues with uh, with COVID, and you know it's because the MLB the players rejected doing a bubble like the NBA, but baseball is different. You can't do a bubble with 
with baseball, you have to make sure you have the right facilities and like baseball fields are huge compared to NBA courts. So, you, you know, there's only so many places you can go and, you know, some of these facilities won't be adequate for these players, you know, that are used to playing um, at these major league ballparks and, you know, these locker rooms and stuff like that. Because um, the NBA would be easier, you, you know, you, they just put everyone in Orlando and then they just you could just set up some courts. They just send their courts there. You can't send a baseball field somewhere. So, so that'd be a lot different because, you know, in Orlando, they're all playing on their home courts. They have all their personnel and all their trainers and stuff. And, and baseball is just different. You wouldn't be able to do that with baseball. Also, with the NFL, you wouldn't be able to do that with the NFL either because, you know, you're talking about 53 players on the roster and then you got all the coaches and stuff and then they have all their equipment and you just wouldn't be able to do that. So I'm not sure what the NFL plans to do, but players from the from the league, they want answers. They want to make sure that they're they're staying safe and stuff. You know, some, some players have, you know, pregnant wives or, you know, uh, kids with pre-existing conditions. Some of them themselves have pre-existing conditions, so... Lots of players have been opting out. Um, you know, even in baseball, people, players in baseball have been opting out. NFL have been opting out. And, um, you know, it's it's getting really serious. You know, I think, I don't think the NFL, I think they're in denial. I don't think they they know the extent of how, of you know, how serious this is. And, you know, I think they're still planning on playing. I don't think there's going to be any fans or anything. But they're preparing for a 10-game schedule is what I read. And they'll probably do a realignment of schedules, and they'll, they'll probably do, um, you know, regional schedules. So you'll have, like, West Coast teams, you know, have Raiders and Niners and, and Seahawks, and then the L.A. teams all playing each other. And then you'll have, you'll have like, an East regional season schedule there, all those teams over there, and then you have to have, like, a Central one too. So then all those teams play each other, and there's 10 games – and then um, you'd have to go to, like, a neutral site, you know, for um, for the Super Bowl, obviously, like they always do. I don't know if they'll keep it in the same place. I don't know where it is this year. Um, but, yeah, so you might you might talk about changing that as well. Um, so, yeah, the NFL has a lot of work to do in that sense because, um, you know, you have a lot of players opting out. And then, you know, really the only reason why this is they're even still talking about it is because there's a lot of TV money, a lot of advertising money. And a lot of the playoff money that they get once the season goes. The NFL makes so much money off of those games. And that's what it all comes down to. And that's why you're, you're like everyone's employers and stuff, they're asking them to go back to work because it's all about money. we gotta got to make sure these, these businesses are still viable after when everything hopefully gets better. We don't know when the hell that's happening because there's a, there's a rise in cases every day. And no one wears their mask or no one gives a damn. We're just all want to die apparently. Um, so that's... Something to follow there, and then with college football too. College football, you have uh, UConn, uh, University of Connecticut. They canceled their their entire football season, but they had a lot of they're independent, so they don't have a fixed schedule like the Pac-12 or ACC or anything like that, where they have a conference and they have a set number of games where they play each other because they're independent. They left like 2013 or 2009 around there. Um, and so now all the players that all the teams that that were scheduled to play them are opting out or like moving games, so they weren't going to have a season. So they were actually going to lose money if they kept their season. So they decided to cancel it, and that's actually good for optics because it's like, hey, we canceled it. We're trying to be safe for the players, but actually they were going to lose money on it. So that's why they they cancel it. And then you have a lot of um, top profile um, football players 
opting out. You know, n- no notable like quarterbacks or anything. It's a lot of offense linemen or cornerbacks and stuff like that. But you know, Trevor Lawrence was a report out today that he's thinking about opting out of this year and preparing for the draft, which would be huge because Trevor Lawrence he's probably going to be number one pick if you get Justin Fields um, from Ohio State opting out. If you get other quarterbacks, you know, big names like that opting out, then I think the NF- uh, the NCAA has a serious problem because they're not all governed. You know they don't have a they don't have a commissioner, so all the decisions that college college sports make, all these schools and conferences, they're not making the same decision. They're all kind of looking for their out for themselves and their own bottom line. You know the SEC, they're you know they're they're going to keep playing games. They're playing only um, only conference schedule. Uh, the ACC, they added Notre Dame for this season. You know Notre Dame's usually independent, and you know they were like, hey, we'll bring in Notre Dame and. You know, we'll split some of the, the revenue there and, you know, we'll, we'll do it that way. So that's pretty smart on the ACC. Um, and then you have UConn canceling. Then you have Ivy League. They're talking about moving to the Spring League. You're going to see a lot smaller schools moving their sports to spring or completely canceling sports. You had Stanford canceling. And, um, yeah, they canceled and they shut down 11 of their varsity sports, like lacrosse and all these other small ones. Um so you're going to see a lot of schools doing that to try to keep the big money makers like college football, college basketball, and some schools college baseball. Uh, but uh, even the Big Ten, the Big Ten, they said that they're fully prepared to not play any games this season because uh, they have they have um, they have Rutgers and the Maryland. They have different schools that are that are like farther from each other than the other ones so the traveling would be an issue um, if they did decide to play sports this year and then those other teams would have to find other schools to play who'd want to play for a schedule so it's just a lot of things with the big 10 that are complicated so they might actually just cancel their whole season they might not even play and then you have the pac-12 they have their biggest uh, names and their players and stuff in football they're they're talking about opting out they they're all united they have this this group text and stuff where they've been talking about they want 50 50 revenue share from the commission um, and or no from the conference sorry and they also want um, a plan in place to fight racial injustices you know with the black lives matter and that movement that's going on right now and then they also want safety protocols in place for um, for COVID testing and all that to make sure that they're safe this season. And then they want reassurance that if players do opt out, that they still get their scholarships because there are some coaches threatening some players at some schools. You know, hey, if you don't play, if you're opting out, then you don't get your scholarship, right? So, you know, I'm always a fan of uh, people and players and stuff using their leverage when they have it. And I'm a fan of uh, the, the Pac-12 players uh, deciding this and then, you know, coming together from different schools and stuff. And, and they actually met with the conference officials, um, to talk to them about 50, 50 revenue share. They're dissatisfied with what the conference said. And then they came out and said again, like, Hey, we're prepared to sit out the full season. We do not care. We want 50, 50 revenue share because we, um, we help make money for the conference with Jersey sales, merchandise, all that stuff. So I'm finally, this has finally happened. I've been talking about this forever. Just demand what you want, and then it'll probably happen, especially if you're a player now in the NCAA. NCAA wants to just make it seem like they're all for the players. Like, hey, we give you guys an education and stuff, but 
whatever. They exploit these players. I know they exp I know the players they go on most of the time to make millions of dollars, but what about the players who don't? If they get injured in college, they have career-ending injuries and stuff. They're not taken care of. They end you end up selling insurance somewhere or doing commercials and they don't take care of you if you don't make it. But you know, if you do, those are the ones that they only focus on. They only focus on it if you make a bunch of money. So I'm o I'm always going to side with the players not with the suits cuz the suits they're just trying to make as much money as possible and that's why college sports are trying to they're trying to play this season. They shouldn't everyone should opt out of 2020. We shouldn't have anything happen in 2020, but I mean you you really can't do that. I mean you can with sports, but none of them want to lose their money. And the same with the NFL, they're doing that and so is college sports and all these other and all these other leagues like the MLB, they might even they were talking about pausing the season for a while cuz it was an outbreak. Um I haven't seen much news on that in a couple of days so it seems like maybe they have something maybe they have something figured out there because uh, then there's also a report of Col Colorado State football uh, the coaches there there's like a cover-up on how many tests excuse me were administered or how many positive tests there were and then there were they were threatening players like hey if you guys opt out you're losing your scholarship also and it happened at Washington State too um, so they're investigating that, um, and then and there was a lot of news about the Washington Redskins in recent weeks. Uh, they finally agreed to change the name. Uh, there were a couple ideas there. It was the uh, Washington Red Tails, because uh, uh, um, that has historical relevance there. The Washington Red Wolves, uh, there was another name there. Uh, but then someone in the D.C. area applied for trademarks for all the possible Washington names. Uh, so the the Redskins couldn't choose a new name because they were going to announce a new name and everything. Um, so now they decided, you know, they had a, a long meeting. They had a bunch of important people there. Dan Snyder, the owner, was there. They all sat in the conference room. You know, they probably had some coffee, and it was like it was a big meeting. You know, so then they, they you know, they had to decide, hey... Can't be racist anymore. We gotta think of a new name. We gotta do a whole rebranding. So then they said they announced, you know, for the twenty twenty season, we are gonna be called the Washington football team. So that's that's their new name. And then their logo is just a, a yellow W and then they have numbers on their helmets. And that was their big announcement. Until they get the, the trademark stuff situated, until they pay him off or give that guy season tickets or something. They don't have a new name, so um, we'll see what their their new name will be. I think it's going to be the Washington Red Tails. Uh, the Red Wolves would be pretty cool. I like the Red Tails also, but I don't really care. They should just get rid of the, that team. They're just they're terrible anyway. Because uh, there was also another report that was uh, by the Washington Post. They said it was a bombshell report. There was a lot of rumors about like sex trafficking and Dan Snyder and stuff. I read some of those rumors, and uh, they were pretty um, they're pretty alarming and shocking actually, but. Uh, ended up not being true. Um, this one was uh, sexual harassment and verbal abuse by formal, formal uh, team employees at Redskins Park. Uh, there was more than a dozen women came out in this report, um, and you know there was a lot of a lot of uh, inappropriate things. You know, top executives um, that were groping women, and um, there was even one part of the this article uh, you can find on the Washington Post. Um, there was one there. Women would tell like newly hired women, "Hey, watch out for this um, this staircase over here on this side of the building. Um, don't stand on top of it because 
you know, people, men on the bottom would would look up, and then you can look, you can see all the way up a woman's skirt, and there was like one one story specifically where a woman was talking about how you know she had just started working there, and was uh, was staying on top of there, and she saw like one of the trainers, like looking up at her, and just like trying to look up her skirt, and it was just super disgusting so there's a lot of stories like that and a lot of inappropriate text messages and um you know commenting on women's bodies or like what they're wearing and things like that so it was a it's a big big story um there's 15 women and they said they were all sexually harassed and um some of them they have um they signed a non-disclosure agreement so they couldn't come forward but one of them came forward with her name and everything and then you know, even the uh, their radio voice, Larry Michael, was accused of some stuff. Um, Alex Santos, the team's director of pro personnel, was involved in some stuff. Um, it didn't say Dan Snyder specifically, but, you know, he's these are this is his inner circle. These are people he trusts and people that have worked there for a long time. Um, so, you know, it's hard to believe that he didn't know anything about it or didn't okay it. Um, you know, there, there was a lot of... Um, embarrassment in front of other people during team meetings and things like that which you know isn't a surprise i feel like that happens in, to a lot of women in sports especially when you're working in front office and stuff and with the team because there's there's almost no women working in those teams um in the executive offices and stuff and then you know what was it 2013 or something like that dan snyder was basically like trying to pimp out the cheerleaders to um season ticket holders and suite level holders and stuff like that. They were going to Hawaii for like a photo shoot and they were encouraging the cheerleaders to, uh, you know, be photographed topless for these people, for these, these guys on like the boats and stuff. And then, um, yeah, they were, they had to only wear, you know, bathing suits or like be topless and stuff like that. And, you know, they were just getting groped by these, these suite holders and basically getting pimped out by them to try to try to sell these, sell the suites and sell these season tickets because you know what's not selling is uh they're not selling because they're not a good team they're a terrible team so why would anyone want to be part of that so they're trying to incentivize these people to buy in other ways but it was just wrong and i don't think anything even happened after that that article came out on sports illustrated nothing came of that one this one like dan Snyder needs to get rid of the team if he, if he is involved with this or knows anything about this you know that's why he when he hired ron rivera from the panthers Ron Rivera is an old school guy. He cleans stuff up. He doesn't play any bullshit like that. So they fired a bunch of these people already. And he hired a, he hired his own people in the front office. And uh, his daughter works there now. And he's, you know, he's being outspoken about it. He's like, I want to build, you know, a proper workplace here. My daughter works here. I want this to be safe for all women and all people. And he's talking about name change and stuff. He's really getting behind it. I love Ron Rivera. He was a great coach. Um in Carolina for the Panthers and he shouldn't have been released there. But, um, you know, I think he's going to change the culture, um, for the Washington football team is what they're called now. Um, so I, I'm hoping to see some, some improvement there. Um, cause you know, they've been, they've just been terrible forever. And, you know, now, now we know, and it's confirmed that the culture is just awful there. And, uh, you know, it's, it's good to, to see something, See something change, to see some improvement, and hold hold these billionaires accountable because you know they're they're the reason why the, a lot of these cultures are are the way that they are because they don't do anything about it, and then they're just you know they let racist things happen, and and then all these people are getting sexualized and all the sexual harassment. It's not okay. 
for that to happen in the workplace, especially especially nowadays, you know, you, there, people are going to get called out for it. There's going to be articles about it, and I'm glad things are being done. Um, so I wanted to transition into uh, talk about the Emmy nominations. The, that list came out a couple weeks ago. Um, and let's see what we got. Uh, so these are nominations for drama series. Uh, Better Call Saul was the, uh, the, the prequel, I guess, the prequel to uh, Breaking Bad. And that's been a pretty good show. I think the was the sixth season starts next year. Um, so if you haven't watched that, I think they have all five, I believe, on Netflix now. Um, that's really good. The Crown from Netflix. I've never watched that. Um, Handmaid's Tale on Hulu. Never watched that either. Killing Eve. I guess I haven't watched a lot of these. Uh, Ozark is on there though. I've talked about that one recently. Uh, they just got picked up for their final season from Netflix, so that'll be really good and really interesting. I think they only ended up going four or five seasons um, but that's a good show though um, very juicy and kind of unpredictable it's pretty crazy and then Stranger Things a uh, very popular show on Netflix and Succession on HBO which I tried to watch a couple episodes of Succession I never got into it so I, that wasn't my that wasn't my taste right there um, and then for comedy series Curb Enthusiasm HBO great show uh, Dead to Me on Netflix which is also really good um, that's the one with Christina Applegate, and then she's investigating the death of her husband, and then she befriends someone, and she um, she ends up being involved somehow. But there's a lot of twists and turns for that show, and that one just got picked up for their third and final season. And then Issa, uh, Insecure on HBO, uh, The Kaminsky Method on Netflix, and then Shit's Creek. I've, I've shit on Shit's Creek <laughs> in the past. Um, I've never actually seen it. Uh, what We Do in the Shadows. FX, which is um, the show that's based off of the movie of the same name. And then limited series, Little Fires Everywhere. It's a really good show. I still need to finish it. It's on Hulu. And then um, Watchmen on HBO, also derived from the movie of the same name, which came from the comic book of the same name. Um, starts Regina King, who um, she got nominated also for an Emmy, which is good because i mean i heard she was uh she was really good in that i need to watch it but always been a big fan of regina king and then yeah jason bateman uh, for the role of ozark he's nominated for lead actor in the drama uh, which is good and then steve carell for the morning show if you haven't watched the morning show i haven't, I haven't finished it because i don't have apple tv but i watched um, the first four or five episodes i believe also has reese witherspoon and jennifer aniston in that one um and then Lead actress was also Jennifer Aniston for the morning show. Uh, Laura Linney in Ozark, she's really good in that one. Um, Zendaya in uh, in Euphoria, I talked about that one too. That was like the new teen drama for uh, HBO, and just, yeah, a lot of drugs and a lot of so it's a it's a shocking show sometimes, but it's really good. Um, and she was great in it. And then uh, lead actor in a comedy series. Uh, Anthony Anderson for Blackish, Don Cheadle, Black Monday, Ted Danson in The Good Place. Ted Danson was really good in that one, really funny. Uh, Michael Douglas in The Comincy Me Method, uh, Eugene Levy in Schitt's Creek, and Rami Youssef in Rami. And then, let's see what else we have here. Uh, lead actress in a comedy series, uh, Christina Applegate, Dead to Me. Like I said, I was talked about that one. And then, um, what's another notable one tracy ellis ross and blackish that's a really popular show um i recommended black as fuck that one is on netflix 
And that was really funny too. And then lead actor in a limited series or movie, Mark Ruffalo, and I know this much is true. I still haven't finished that. I've watched uh, the first three or four episodes, and it's it's very heavy. A lot of bad things happen to uh, his brother, but uh, yeah, that one's good. And then Hugh Jackman in Bad Education. Uh, that was the uh, the HBO movie. I think I talked about that a couple episodes ago, where he's um, you know he he's a principal or superintendent and he's um he's laundering money or and um yeah it's stealing from the school districts and stuff and it's just about all that stuff and how he got caught and then carrie washington and little fires everywhere um but reese witherspoon didn't get nominated for anything that she was in no little fires anywhere or the morning show or big little lies which is crazy because she's she's great in all of them um that's weird. I thought she was really good in uh, Big Little Lies. She could have won something in that one. But wasn't even nominated. She was snubbed for that. And then also, who was else wasn't nominated for that? Oh, Nicole Kidman also wasn't nominated, and neither was Zoe Kravitz. Uh, but the entire cast for that show was so good. Um, so nominations for that one were Laura Dern, which she was. I thought she was my favorite. She was my favorite character for sure in that one. So I hope she wins. And then also Meryl Streep was was nominated for that, uh, she was also good in that, she played, uh, the, the mother of the deceased from the first season, um, so yeah, that'll be interesting to see who that wins that one, and then, uh, Julia Garner from Ozark, she plays Ruth, she's my favorite character in that show also, uh, she got nominated, and then also Thandie Newton from Westworld, she's a great character in that, um, and then, oh, and then, uh, going back to Zoe Kravitz, I saw that they, the Hulu decided to cancel, um, High Fidelity. Man, that show was really good. I thought it was very well done, uh, but it's canceled after one season, and I know they had plans to do multiple seasons there, um, so that's sad news. Um, but yeah, look forward to the Emmys and see who wins those awards. Um, I think that's about covers it for what I've been watching and as far as sports and stuff goes um but yeah you know just continue wearing your masks if you're not stay the fuck home and yeah let's uh hopefully we we get out of this better and and figure out a way to to live uh but yeah thanks for joining me hopefully uh i'll get one done sooner uh doing some traveling and um yeah just been busy with other things but uh thanks for listening